Happy 2024. Dave and Doreen, along with Marcus, time to talk to our Green and Gold Insider. He's a three-time Wisconsin Sports Writer of the Year. He is the co-host of Wildey and Tausch on ESPN here in Milwaukee. He is Jason Wildey. Good morning, Jason Wildey. How are you doing? Good morning, everybody. How are you? We're good, man. It's good to hear you chipper. Okay, first mm. question. Off-season, this off-season, how big of a contract do the Packers give Jordan Love? It's a great question. Um, I'm not sure that they will. What? Let me explain. Well, no, wait. Now okay. let me explain why. All right. So, uh, as we've talked about before, because they signed him to an extension in May, they cannot even negotiate. Now, maybe they have been sneakily doing it behind everyone's back, but they can't even negotiate a contract until the one-year anniversary of that. Oh. Um, now, I am not saying that they're not going to sign him to a big extension because he is, uh, he hasn't proven that he's going to be a pro bowl, all pro uh, hall of fame, all those things, quarterback like uh, Aaron Rodgers turned out to be, but Aaron Rodgers hadn't proven that either. Um, but he has definitively proven in my opinion, anyway, that he is the guy for the next five years. Now, that doesn't mean he's not going to have some ups and downs still because I do think that we have a tendency to crown people and uh, not realize that next year defenses are going to have a much better idea of what he's good at, what he's not good at, and probably do a much better job of making it more difficult. And it'll be up to him to answer that challenge, which I think he will. Um, But the question becomes, just because you're next, does that mean that you get to get the contract that makes you the highest paid quarterback? Farvey's talking about that all the time. Like, you know, it's just all about the timing of when your contract is up. He was the first $100 million quarterback, and then he got surpassed like two weeks later. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't – like, there's people that are saying $50 million a year. I do think it's, it's worth noting that – you know, this is Goody's guy. He drafted him when they could have drafted somebody who could have helped the team that went to the NFC championship game, you know, four months earlier, uh, get over the hump and go to the Super Bowl the following year. And instead they drafted their quarterback of the future, which is awesome now, but there's still, I think, in my opinion, an argument to be made that one player that they could have drafted might have been the difference for them and they would have been in a Super Bowl. So uh, he is terrific. It turned out for the long-term health of this team to be a great pick, and now you need to pay him accordingly. But I think it's instructive that instead of just giving him the fifth-year option, which was $20.9 million to play on for next year, that Goody... Didn't and Goody made this comment. He said, "That's a lot of money to pay a guy who hasn't played." Mm-hmm. So he was reluctant to pay him then. I'm not saying he's reluctant to pay him now, but I think he will be more fiscally conservative with the contract and try and be. I don't want to play hard, say play hardball with Jordan's agent, but say, "Hey, he hasn't done that. I mean, he's not there yet." So. He's not going to be the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL. So I don't know what the number will be, but I would expect that maybe it happens before they get to training camp, but my gut tells me 
somewhere during training camp or maybe right at the beginning of the season next year. I don't think they, that he wants to be playing next season uh, on a one-year deal with free agency looming. I think they don't want that. I don't think he wants that. He wants some security. So I think they get it done. It's just a matter of when, and it'll be done at the latest before they play the first game. All right, let's talk about Jair Alexander. He was back at practice, although <clears throat> listening to his interview saying that you know he was shocked or surprised by the suspension. Now, does he have a chip on his shoulder when he's playing this weekend, and is that a good thing? Does he even play this weekend? Well, right. Yeah, that's a good question. I, I, yeah, I think he does play. Look, I, I am not a perfect judge of character. Uh, I've been known to get it wrong from time to time. Uh, with all these players that have come through here over the years. But I thought he came off very contrite, like authentically, boy, I really screwed this up. Now, um, for instance, the last time we had talked to him, you know, he had his ridiculous sunglasses on. He would do interviews with uh, these giant hats on, all this, you know, he was goofy, right? Mm -hmm. Yesterday, none of that stuff. Now, is this a short-term change or a long-term change? Is he, does he truly realize the error of his ways? Is he a good actor to seem like he's uh, repentant? Um, I don't know. But I thought he came off, he was, he was convincing to me. I thought he was legitimately sorry that he had gotten to the point where he got himself suspended. Now, the question is, how good is he going to play? Right? Like, he, he has not looked, uh, very physical, and that's because he's afraid to throw his shoulder in there to tackle people. Mm-hmm. And he went through this in 2021 when he missed 13 games on injured reserve with a bad shoulder injury, and he's never been the same tackler since. He got run over by Najee Harris from the Pittsburgh Steelers and jacked up his shoulder really badly. And when he came back for that playoff game, he had a chance to tackle Debo Samuel on a crucial, crucial play with the game tied late in the fourth quarter, and he was afraid to tackle him. And Debo got the first down, and the 49ers kicked the game-winning field goal, the Packers' season was over. So, you know, he's he, he's still an elite coverage guy. Um, I'm not sure we saw that when he played in Carolina either. But if I was the if I was Luke Getze, the former Packers quarterbacks coach, who's the offensive coordinator for the Bears, I'd be targeting him with runs all the time. That's and say, look, we dare you to tackle. Because if you don't, we're going to run for a bunch of yards. So uh, I'm eager to see how effectively he plays. But I, I think it's hard to have him back and then not play him and have it be kind of a second week of a suspension but not quite a real suspension, if that makes sense. Like, you, you, you could have suspended him for the rest of the year. You chose not to. You want him on your team going forward. Uh, I think you call, you you stir up a major hornet's nest if you don't play him then on Sunday. Jason, you've been covering and living in Green Bay for over 25 years, so you would be the guy that I would go to to find the good restaurants and find the good hot night spots. What is there to do in Green Bay? Because according to Justin Fields, all we do in Green Bay is watch the Packers. Yeah, um, I'll be honest, it's a lot better than it was when I started. Like when remember when Ryan Longwell got everybody mad uh when he said that uh Applebee's was one of the best restaurants mm-hmm. after he went to the Vikings. I got news for you. During most of his career, 
Applebee's was one of the best restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. I mean, you know, I know it hurt people's feelings, but and I'll tell you this, you know, I'm very lucky to have found Paula, um, but it, it, you know, it wasn't the greatest place to be a single guy either, frankly. Um, and so, I understand Justin Fields. I don't know if he's trying to be funny or whatever he was doing, but uh, this is a. You know, we are the number one place to live in all of America, according to U.S. News and World's, World Report. Right. Now, I don't know if they paid for that title right <laughs> when they were trying to get the NFL draft. Uh, wink, wink, hint, hint. But um, it is, it's not, it's, I really am happy here. Um, you know, there's maybe not quite the level of uh, diversity and some other aspects of life that I would like to be a little different. But like, title town, I don't, I, I said this, to Mark Murphy's face, and I, I, we like Titletown. This it's the development for those that yeah. don't know that are by it's by Lambeau Field. They got a sledding hill, they got an ice skating rink, they got restaurants, they got a football field. I mean, it's a really cool place. They put a bunch of high end apartments and condominiums there that have sold really well for them. Um, it's a cool thing, much more much cooler than the old rundown, dilapidated Kmart that used to be there. Um, but I don't, I still don't think. And I can speak from experience. People like my friends from Milwaukee don't drive up here and say, "Hey, let's drive an hour and forty-five minutes to a title town." Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so it's great for us as residents, but it hasn't turned this into this like bustling metropolis. Now, I do think we've got a few more young people here. I, the young people that I know that I would refer you to, Marcus, if you were looking for the night spots, because I have no idea. <laughs> um, tell me that it's a better scene that way too. Like there's more young people, young professionals, et cetera. Uh, so it's come a long way since I was coming here in 1996 and Tom Silverstein from the journal Sentinel and I, when the Packers lost on January 2nd, 2000, we were eating. This is again, proof of what dinner, what food restaurants options were. Uh, we covered the game. The Packers had, uh, beaten the Arizona Cardinals, but missed the playoffs. And so he and I went to get dinner after we got done writing. And one of the few places that was open was Perkins. And we are mm. sitting at Perkins. And this story takes a turn because of the, the character that's in it uh, and what we learned about him later. But they're on a date, mind you. On a date is Darren Sharper. So an NFL player... What? after a game, is on a date at a Perkins. That's what the scene was like. Okay. And, and I'll never forget Tom Silverstein, who has a great relationship with Leroy Butler. They do a thing on the General Sentinel's website together for right. years. And he, he calls Leroy Butler and tells him that Darren Sharper is on a date at Perkins. And Butler says, give him, give him your phone. And so Spoon hands Darren Sharper's phone, and Leroy kind of reads him the riot. You took a girl to Perkins? What did you do for a date? And, and Sharper, again, I understand what he turned out to be, but at the time, he was a cool, young, normal guy, uh, looks at Spoon and says, you telling him my business? Yeah. <laughs> so I'll never forget that. And But again, it underscores what a lame town we were living in. That, that was in 2000. And you went on a date to Perkins. So uh, Justin Fields is just ill-informed or he's living in the past.
So who's a better who's a better potential playoff opponent in your mind? Who what makes the better story? Is it Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys or biting the kneecaps off and the Lions? Well, for me, uh, it's the Cowboys, and it's not even close, right? Mm-hmm. Like playing against Mike and all those. There's a ton of coaches down there, and um, you know, I, I just I I think the world of Mike. I mean, I I really do, and he is not by any means a perfect coach, but uh, he's got he he's got a big Pittsburgh heart. Um, he's he, a good guy. I still he's. I mean, again, first person. Uh, Literally the first person who called and sent flowers uh, when Paul was diagnosed a couple of years ago with breast cancer was Mike McCarthy. I wow. mean, that tells you everything you need to know. Right. Like, he must have been told, and the next thing you knew, he was calling me and calling a florist. Wow. So uh, I, I love the guy. It would be a great storyline. Uh, I think I'm traveling. Uh, so I there's part of me that would just say Detroit. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm yeah. still recovering from uh, being on the road to Minneapolis, which was apparently too far for me to be able to handle. <laughs> um, the, look, the, I, I would, I would avoid, I would avoid Philly. Uh, I would hope, you know, if, if you're a Packers fan, you'd, I don't think you want to play them. Frankly, I don't think you want to play the Cowboys, the Cowboys at home. I understand that they kind of got away with one mm-hmm. uh, last week, but uh, they have been dominating at home. And I think that has a chance to get ugly. I I know the the Lions are motivated, but if if I'm choosing the team that I think the Packers have the best long shot chance, I don't think they're beating any of them. Uh, I'm picking Detroit. All right. Well, let's hope let's hope that actually happens. They have to beat the Chicago Bears Sunday afternoon, and we will reconvene on Monday and talk about the game. Jason, thank you for the insight. Thank you for the time. We appreciate it. All right, I'll see you guys at Perkins. All right, you got it, man. <laughs> they got a great 55 and up menu. They do. They're 55 and older menus. Fantastic. Uh, you got to wait a little while for that. Not for me though. and Jason. Yeah, not for you guys. Not yet. All right, everybody. Take care. Here you go. Jason Wildey. Be good. Just in case he forgets. Jason Wildey is brought to you by Mr. Holland's Home Services. Call them, 866-992-1717 or mrhollandshomeservices.com. Jason Wildey, part of the morning. KLH.